I went to a Game of Thrones party that you threw, actually. It was yes. the series finale of Game of Thrones, and I had never seen Game of Thrones, not one time. I just wanted to show up so that everyone was like, oh, man, are you excited for this? I was. I just faked it the whole time, and I asked so many questions, and I was annoying. I've never seen Game of Thrones. Nobody looks at me the same after I say that. Spoiler alert. You're listening to Shortcuts. We watched it so you don't have to. And now, here are your hosts, Claire and Chris. Yeah, you know those movies that people are just like, oh, have you seen this movie? And then you say you haven't seen it, and then they just get real upset, and they look like they ate really bad cheese or like have diarrhea or something, you know? If you haven't seen Star Wars, you know what that's like to say that in a room. This time, we're doing Halloween movies. I am going to be talking about Beetlejuice, which if you haven't seen yes. it, I already hate you, and The Brides of Dracula. <laughs> well, I watched the family favorite Hocus Pocus and Poltergeist, which is something that oh my gosh. I see all the time. It's, I've seen it referenced all the time, and I had never watched it. Me neither. I'm so excited for that because I totally just fake it that I've seen. Every time someone says something, I'm like, Oh, yeah, that crazy TV and then whatever, you know, that's literally (laughs) all I know. You want a Rochambeau for whoever goes first? What is Rochambeau? I've gone my whole life not knowing this. Rock, paper, scissors. Oh, that one I know, yeah. Ready? Okay, here we go. One, two, scissors. scissors. Shoot. Shoot. Oh, okay. got it. I would like you to talk about Hocus Pocus because I've been know about it so please tell me everything right now hocus pocus all right yes it's it's halloween night in salem Mm. massachusetts Ooh, sexy (laughs) the year is 1693 we see three witches known as the sanderson sisters in their little cottage and they've kidnapped and they've forced the potion onto this little girl they start sucking out the life out of her like a dementor in harry potter I actually think Harry Potter copied this because they have like this white what? spirit start coming out. Yeah. Wait, so they, they, how, what did they do to her specifically? They go in front of her and go, and they're, they're sucking the youth out of her. So they're turning younger as they do this. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. And this is okay. a children's That's, movie. Wow. Yeah. This sounds great. Is there singing too? Uh, not really. There's one song towards the end, but in general, no. I know. Okay, so everyone says it's a musical. That's ridiculous. Okay, so taking very deep breaths and, and stealing her youth. Got it. And then her brother bursts in to try to save her, but he's too late. <gasps> She's already dead. And the witches turn him into a black cat. Which... Whoa, that's... Yeah, that's like... Why would you pick that? I mean, you know, pick something like a spider or something that everybody hates, but black cat. So then a, an angry mob breaks into the house and grabs the Sanderson sisters and hangs them. Which is kind of dark for a children's movie. You actually Whoa. see the legs dangling and everything. And right before they die, they say, We will be back when a virgin lights the black flame candle. Announcing it. Oh to my everybody. God. So they stole Terminator just totally. They just... <laughs> yeah. Cut back to modern day, 1993 in Salem. Ooh. And we got this kid, Max. He's the new kid in high school. He's cool. Ooh, He's yeah. from LA. Look yeah. out for him. So he's so cool. Just going to interrupt class and give his number to a girl, but she's playing hard to get. He goes home and we meet his snarky little sister who's like, Max, you got to take me out trick-or-treating. And he's like, I'm too cool, but sure, I'll do that. They go out to uh, trick-or-treating and they come what across. What are they dressed as? 
he's just he's not actually dressed up she's dressed up as a witch though <gasps> foreshadowing he's dressed up as a 90s kid i guess he goes to uh this mansion and they're having some kind of eyes wide shut thing going on there there's <gasps> Everyone's dressed in powdered wigs and masks. And it turns out this is that girl Allison's house that he has a crush on. So he makes a move and she's like, let's get out of here. Let's go Ooh. to the old witch museum and oh, do something Oh, of course. Spooky. Of course. That's where everyone goes to make out. But the little sister tags along and they get there. This is the Sanderson sister's house and they've turned it into a little museum. It's got postcards and lighters, etc. Max grabs a, a lighter and he's like, oh, look at this candle. It says if a virgin lights this on Halloween night. Well, that's so funny. I don't believe it. And he lights the candle. <gasps> Everyone's like, no. Green lights start shooting out of the ground. The world starts shaking and the Sanderson cisterns walk in to the front door, which I thought they would like pop up through the ground, but they just walk in through the front door. And he's like, they what happened? They didn't have any dirt on them or anything? Or just... They look perfectly fine. They look exactly the same as when they hung them. Just When I turn like 80, can you just hang me and then maybe bring me back <laughs> a little bit later? Sure. I'll, I'll, light, I'll light a candle for you. They make this joke all the time when he's like, what happened? And the little sister's like, well, a virgin lit the candle <gasps> they pause for laughs <laughs> dang why they gotta call him out like that that's not cool they do it multiple multiple times throughout this and the, the three witches they're like the three stooges it's very like they slap each other they choke each other they joke around so you got the main witch who's like straight out of the wizard of oz who's the smart one you've mm -hmm. got the red witch who's kind of like the pet of the green witch she's always smelling around for children and her mouth is like drooping in one corner all the time Ooh. I smell children. And then you got Ooh. the uh, purple witch, who's the lady from Sex in the City. And they, she's kind of like a stereotypical ditzy witch. The Gretchen Wieners? Okay. She's the Gretchen Wieners of this. Uh, he lights the, the Zippo onto the sprinkler system inside the museum. And it starts raining. He's like, I'm raining death upon you. And the witches get scared and run away. The virgin says that? That's right. He does. Wow. That's pretty intense for not really a guy that is very informed of the world, but okay. Continue. <laughs> the talking black cat gets there from the beginning and he's like, grab this spell book. Let's get out of there. The witches are on brooms chasing them out of there. They get away. And then this is the best part of the movie is you get the three witches walking around Halloween night interacting with the real world. So like there's a guy who's dressed up as Satan and they're like, master, master. Right. <laughs> They get onto a bus and the guy starts flirting with them. They're driving the bus and they run over the black cat. And it's really <laughs> dark and intense. Like you see the cat flattened. What <laughs> the heck? Up. The little girl's crying and then you see the cat just whoosh, expand up. And he's like, I'm invincible. Don't worry, guys. I can't die. He has like not just nine lives, a majillion lives. Because the lady was like, I'm going to do the worst thing that ever happened to you. I'm going to turn you into an immortal black cat. And then it turns out he's just like got the sweet life eating some catnip. Dang. Yeah. So the kids go to the adults party. They're having this big party with a band at the front. And it's like a thousand adults in this big auditorium. And that Max sounds gets... really expensive. How do they have money to pay for this? I don't understand. I guess they're all really wealthy. They have like a three story house. I think they're oh, pretty rich. Okay. I've heard Salem is a very rich town. Seems like it would be. So Max gets on stage, grabs the microphone and says, hey, the Sanderson sisters are real. You guys. And everyone just laughs at him. And he's like, no, for yeah. real. They're right there. He points into the crowd and the spotlight goes on the sisters and they start singing a song yes of course absolutely that's, it makes total sense so during the musical number which is like an extended long song they sneak away into the school and they say we have an idea for a trap 
And when the Sanderson sisters come after them, they lock them into a giant oven, like the kiln for pottery class. What and they the burn heck? the Sanderson sisters alive. What? Yeah. I do not. You what is see, this like, PG? Yeah, it's PG. It, I guess it's campy enough that these really violent moments get kind of like, haha, don't worry oh about goodness. that. It's not over yet, though, right? No, they think okay. it's all over. They're going home. Max and Allison are sleeping together, but they're wearing all their clothes still. So, you know, rated PG. So and he's then, not a virgin anymore? I'm not sure. Actually, it seems like he's not, but who knows? Ooh, way to go, buddy. <laughs> they open the spell book because they're trying to save the cat. They're like, how can we turn this cat back into a normal person? And the book shoots a beacon into the sky, Marvel style. And the witches swoop in, one on a broom, one on a mop, one on a vacuum cleaner. See, they're, that's fu- they're funny witches, right? Oh, my they, God. How are what okay yep we thought they died in the fire but they just they're fine apparently and they grab the sister in the spell book and fly out of there they kidnap the little sister and they start doing their potion and they're gonna steal her life allison and max burst in save the little sister start running away and they go to the graveyard for the final battle they're like all we got to do is wait till morning because when dawn hits these sisters will go away if they haven't stolen one of our souls and at the last second they're about to kill the little sister and max says i got the potion and he chugs it and he says now you have to take my soul we have to take my youth and they're like damn you max how could you do this and they grab what the hell is the potion what potion is that it's the potion they use to uh, start stealing the souls of children, I guess. Oh, God. okay, okay. They grab Max and start stealing his soul in a very long sequence, like he's going to die. But then the sun starts rising, and then the purple witch goes, uh-oh, explodes into a purple thing. The red witch what? goes, uh, I guess I'll see you later, or something. And she explodes into a red mist, and the green witch is like, no, turns into a giant statue, a stone statue, which then explodes, into green uh, mist. Th- that's it. It's it's over. And the black cat is dead for some reason. What? And we Why see- did I kill the cat? What the <laughs> hell did the cat do? The cat just fell down. I guess because the witches are dead now, the cat's spell is broken. So oh, we see- his, his life was connected to their immortality. We see the ghost of the little boy that was inside the cat walking away with his sister into the sunrise. And he turns around and says, thank God for that virgin. And cut to credits. And that's Hocus Pocus. I don't believe you. That's (laughs) that's not it. Dia, what is the hype? Why? Why do people like that? I think it's because it's one of the few like Halloween movies that you could, that's very family friendly. There's something that though? appeals to everyone. Burning, burning people alive in an oven and then <laughs> people necking. I mean, one of them's a virgin. That's family friendly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. They do it all in a very Three Stooges slapsticky kind of way. So it makes <laughs> all the murder okay. I am glad I did not watch it. I'll probably still watch it just to hear your see your rendition come to life. But oh my goodness! I got to hear about one of yours. Yes. Let me okay. hit me with that Beetlejuice. I need to know about Beetlejuice. So you have a couple living in this giant house, and they are what looks like not too wealthy, but they have a three-floor house with a giant attic, and they live in this small town, the kind of town where you go to the hardware store and you know the guy and you pay him, and then. You're like, oh, how's your wife and your sister and your brother and you know, <laughs> your cat, your black cat, whatever. This couple decides they're going to go on vacation, but they're going to stay home, which is now referred to as a staycation. And they decide that they want to go on a drive. 
because they're sick of this lady coming to their house. She's like, oh, I'm going to sell your house for so much money. There's these people. These people are interested in it. They're from New York and they sound great. And, blah, blah, blah. and they're like, we're not selling the house. We want to have a family. And she's like, well, that didn't work last time. And then she's like, oh, dang, you're going to talk about my miscarriage like that? Like that's damn. Wow. So he says, oh, I have to go to the hardware store to get a couple things because I have this giant model of the town that's in the attic. All these small houses, everything, it looks just like the town. He gets whatever he needs and it's fantastic and it's a beautiful day. And they're like, we're going to make more kids. We're going to do it. They're holding hands and they're kissing and they're driving in this small town. And she's kind of looking at the road, sort of not looking at the road, you know, very dangerous. It's like nowadays texting and driving is like necking and driving. There's a dog that comes and she's like, oh, crap, watch out for the dog. <laughs> They're both inside of a covered bridge and they break through the covered bridge and they fall oh. in the water. Whoa. Scene goes to black. Then you go and you see that they are in their house and they're like oh wow that was that was crazy we you know we should go back and and look at the see where the car is and all that stuff and you're like wait hold on a second how did you even get back there yeah cuz you don't you don't know and all of a sudden they don't know either they're like what what happened you know why can't we see our reflections oh and they see a book a handbook for the recently deceased oh they're dead they're dead yeah they're like, oh, that super sucks, but they can still touch each other and kiss each other. So he's like, maybe this is heaven. And I'm just like, Bleh. but anyway, <laughs> the people that were going to move into their house, moved into their house, these New Yorker people. And they're like, oh man, this house is like terrible. I'm, I'm a super hipster and I have to, you know, all this modern stuff. I need to rework this whole place. I have to gut it because they're all these jackass people from New York City. <laughs> and they have this daughter, Lydia Winona Ryder, oh. teenager. And she wears like super black. You know, she's got all this black stuff on. She's like, if Avril Lavigne and Billie Eilish had a girl baby, <laughs> nobody can see the ghosts that live up in the attic. And they're like, oh, these people are terrible. Nobody nobody can see them because they try to be like, oh, they try to scare them to get them to leave, but nobody can see them because they're dead. But Lydia is taking pictures because that's what she does. She takes pictures under her little funeral lacy thing. She takes pictures under that. And she looks up into the window and she sees them looking out. It's like, maybe she saw us. Then she goes up into the attic, tries to find them, doesn't find them. And then, she finds them. Okay. <laughs> How does she find them? She finds them because she got a skeleton key from the realtor lady. Uh, so it's the only key that can open the attic, which has then been locked. So she turns the key, then she finds them. And they're like, why can't you see us? Aren't you scared? And she's like, um, and I'm not scared. I, you know, what's going on under there? Can I touch you? Can I, you know, she's super creep. Her dad was like, oh, maybe we can get used to this place. I can make you a dark room on the third floor. And she's like, my whole life is a dark room. <laughs> Like that, that kind of, that kind of person. They want to get rid of this family. One way that they could do it potentially is call this guy Beetlegeist, which they called him in the beginning. So he puts uh -huh. an ad inside of their recently deceased book and says, you know, I can help you get people out of your house. I can, I'm the, the bio exorcist. So Beetlejuice lives right now inside of their little town model and everything that they do to try to get them out of this house. It's not working. They just are not, they're from New York. They're super jaded. They don't care. You know, they try to <laughs> jump. They try to like make faces and everything. 
Like they just try to do everything. They try to act like they're hanging themselves. It doesn't matter. These wow, people, these New York people, they, nothing phases them. Yes, nobody sees them. And it, it's, it's just, it's not working out. So they're like, okay, we got to try this beetle goose guy. They say Beetlejuice. And he's like, well, you got to say my name a couple more times. Da, da, da. So it's Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Then he gets big and he's like, oh, hey, I'm Beetlejuice. You know, this is what I'm going to do. And like, I'm going to get these people out of your house. And he's super perverted. And he's like, oh, let me look under your skirt. And let me what? get a couple, couple kisses. And yeah, it's super, super, it's creepy. And they're like, no, you don't want to do that. And we don't trust you and whatever. And so they say, no, we're going home, home, home. So she says, home, home, home. And then he's gone in there, there. So he's, in, he's back in the model. They have to like tame him. Like that's how you do it. They're trying to get these people out of the house, but at the same time, they're kind of getting closer to Lydia, almost like she's kind of like their daughter a little bit, like they're bonding. But at the same time, they're kind of still trying to get rid of these people. So they say Beetlejuice again, and he makes himself a giant snake inside of this house. And he's like, I'm a giant snake. He's like biting them and he's like tossing them around and they're like, and they're like, ah, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Are and they actually being hurt? Is he, are they bleeding? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh my God. He dropped the, the main guy, the main New York guy from the balcony should have broken his back, but instead he just got one little bandaid over like his, above his <laughs> eyebrow. It's just like, oh, I just had one tiny cut from falling 20 feet from the air. He's and from New York. He can stand anything. <laughs> So they take him back and he goes back into his little whatever it's called. In the meantime, one of the New York guys, he steals the book, the handbook for the recently deceased. So he, he steals that. He learns how to bring these people back. Wow. And Lydia keeps saying that there's these ghosts and, you know, and they said maybe we could live together peacefully. There's these ghosts. They have this dinner party and they have this giant idea. This is like one of the most famous scenes they have this giant dinner party where they're singing that song that shake sonora song shake 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 sonora yes exactly that one yes they possess all of the people at this dinner party and they're all dancing and doing choreography of that song and they're like yes they're gonna leave they're gonna be so scared everyone's gonna but instead all they want to do is make money off of them they're just like Like we have this, we have this thing that can make profit. Like we have a thing that can make profit. People pay so much money to have their dinner parties possessed or whatever. Oh my God. They want them back bad. So the the chubby New York guy with the book says, okay, I can bring them back because I've read this whole thing and it tells me how to bring people back from the dead. So they have this this table that looks like something out of the craft, have all these candles lit, they're holding hands and he's saying all this weird kind of stuff. They have the wedding dress and they have the suit and he's saying all this stuff and they're starting to come into the clothes. Like they're starting to fill into the clothes. So they're disappearing up in the attic and they're going into their dress and their suit. Then they're totally full inside of this suit. So inside of the suit and inside of the dress, you can see them. And they're like, oh my God, we're so amazing. He's like, I brought these people back from the dead. And like, wow, this is so cool. Everyone's totally digging it. And then they start to get older, like really, really quickly, like opposite Benjamin Button, like within (laughs) 10 to 15 seconds, they're just going, their faces are just like disintegrating and they're turning really old and they have these bones and like all you see, they're cracking. It's really disgusting. Lydia sees it and she's like, oh my gosh, I can't, 
you know, these are my friends, maybe my other parents that I never had because my parents are jerks. I love these people and they have to, you know, they have to stick around. So she's like, oh my God, chubby New York guy. Like, can you fix this? What do you do? He's like, I don't know how to do it. You're like, I can bring them back. I don't know what else to do after that. Really, I'm just a novice and I stole a book and I'm reading some stuff. Lydia says, I got to do something. And do you know what she does? What does she do? She says, Beetlejuice. Oh, yes. And then she says Beetlejuice. And then she says Beetlejuice again. He comes out and he's like, I will save them if you will marry me so that I can become a real undead person and get out of this thing that I'm living in, which is like not alive, not dead, like not really. You have to marry me this maybe 15. I don't know. Totally weird. Oh my God. This guy, it's always something perverted with this guy. No, uh, you, yeah, there's a lot of perversion that I left out. And she's like, okay, fine, just save them, just save them. He comes out and he's just wants to get married right that second. And he's like, have the wedding right now. So he's got this like snappy suit on, like it's not a bad suit. I mean, I might, I might wear it to something. It's red <laughs> suede. I mean, it's, I, I could do it. So they start saying the vows and Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin are like, man, we got to save her. But like, oh, I didn't mention in the beginning, this is super young baby Alec Baldwin in A League of Their Own, Gina Davis. Oh, wow. He starts saying Beetlejuice. Alec Baldwin's like, Beetlejuice. And then his jaw falls off because Beetlejuice is like, boom. And he just pops his jaw out. Oh, damn. And he has to pick it up and put it back in. And he's like, Beetlejuice. He says it one time. But then he's, he's like, oh, and he zaps him. And he becomes really, really tiny and be, and he's inside of the uh, model that he made. Oh, wow. Gina Davis finally comes back to life a little bit. She's like stumbling and she's like, Beetlejuice. And then he puts like metal on her mouth so that she can't talk. So she's like, she's got these metal with these screws, like all this stuff. So she can't talk at all. So no, and the other people don't know what to say. The New York people, which could be of so much help, but they're not doing anything. They're just sitting there. <laughs> these damn New Yorkers. I know. I, uh, yeah. He's small. Alec Baldwin is small, but he has to do something. He finds this truck that is a tiny toy truck and he looks under the hood, totally working engine, fine. So he closes the lid. Wow. Pop is like, ah, I'm going to, I got to run into his foot. And so he runs into his foot. <laughs> so Beetlejuice throws Gina Davis outside of the door. All somebody has to do is say one more Beetlejuice and he's gone. He throws her out by the door, which I didn't mention if these two particular undead people go outside, then there's only sand in this giant snake monster. Everyone's super afraid of this giant sand monster thing. Beetlejuice talks about it. All the undead people talk about it. You know, everyone talks about it. So Gina Davis gets thrown out into the sand and she's like, I'm going to come back like, ah, damn you. All of a sudden, Gina Davis comes crashing through the house on top of the sandstorm monster guy. Ooh. And then the giant sand monster ate Beetlejuice. Whoa. The, so the sand monster eats Beetlejuice while she's riding it? Yep. Wow. It's the most badass moment, dare I say, in any movie ever. Well, first of all, I want you to tell me about that movie in one sentence. So sum that movie up in one sentence. These damn New Yorkers will not leave my damn house. <laughs> That's all I would sum up. I do movie. felt it was a little bit stolen from Snakes on a Plane, but <laughs> I'll allow it. Okay, now. How would you sum up Hocus Pocus in one sentence? Crazy ass witches won't die until they do. That is very accurate. <laughs> Speaking of wanting to move houses and real estate, etc., 
Poltergeist very much has a lot to do with that. All right, here we go. Poltergeist. This takes place in like the 70s or something like that. So Steven is this real estate broker. He's he's doing rich. They're out there in California. He's got his wife. He's got his three kids. Everything's going great. He's got... Living his, a sweet life over there. Yeah, he's got this house that he got because he's a real estate guy. And he, they're building a pool. They're digging a pool in the backyard. And then he's like, he's smoking weed in bed with his wife. He's living the good life. They're just... Wow. everything's. Yeah, that is... And uh, it's kind of like a funny movie. Uh, there's a lot of like really long pauses because you'll you'll have these funny moments where the wife is standing in the kitchen and then one of the guys who's helping dig the pool reaches through the window and starts eating her soup. And she's like, oh, how is it, Ernie? He's like, you're a great cook. Needs a little bit more salt. And she like shuts the window on him, shakes her head towards the camera. It's that kind of a movie. Oh, you son of a gun, Ernie. <laughs> And then there's a a moment where they have the youngest daughter, Carol Ann, the youngest daughter. She keeps staring at the TV. She like puts her face really close to the TV and uh, she seems to be talking to something inside the TV. And then one night she's staring at it and she goes, they're here. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then weird stuff starts happening over the next few days. There's like a, the house shakes, the chairs are sliding around by themselves the uh, the wife will go and she'll be like, who left all the chairs out of the table? I told you kids to push them back in. And she'll walk away and walk back and all the chairs are stacked on top of the table. And she's like, ah! So not only is there some type of ghost or something, but they're also defying gravity, which means they're pretty good engineers to get those to stand up and stay. That's right. I mean, that was, that was a, that's a pretty good balancing act. That's actually pretty impressive wow. how they got that to happen in like 10 seconds. The practical effects in this movie are just amazing. So there's a uh, silverware bending. There's all kinds of weird stuff happening. And it, <gasps> it culminates into this stormy night where the tree outside the sun's window reaches in and tries to eat the kid like a, like the Whomping Willow in Harry Potter. He's screaming and the parents are like trying to pull him out. At the same time, there's a portal that opens inside the youngest daughter's closet. And it starts... What? swirling all the stuff in the room and it eventually sucks in the daughter and she gets trapped inside this portal and they, they save the son though but they're like where's carol ann where is she and they can't find her anywhere and then you hear i'm here mommy oh my I'm gosh the portal <laughs> where's the portal where does it go that's exactly you sound just like the mother that's exactly what she says oh so they hire these ghost experts and they're like nice we're professionals. I tracked some ghosts in my time. Once I saw a car move 10 feet, I had to do a time lapse over a day, but I saw it move 10 feet. And he's like, uh-huh. He opens the door to the child's bedroom. Everything is still swirling and flying what? around. And he's like, have you seen this before? And the guy's like, jaw drops. And they're like, what? <laughs> this is some so real it's, ghost. It's, it's literally just like inside of her room. It's just like a, like a twister, like going, there's like cows and remotes and like all that stuff just inside. Yes her room and the parents are not having a total breakdown are they freaking out at all at this point they're just so exhausted from everything that they're just kind of walking around zombie like being like please please make it stop <laughs> but then they start getting scared weird stuff starts happening to each of the ghost experts they go into the bathroom and one of them starts seeing his face melting into the mirror 
and he starts like pulling at his own skin and it starts what? ripping his face apart and he starts screaming. It's actually pretty disturbingly graphic compared the rest of the movie is really tame and funny except for this one scene. Uh, so what what you're saying is he saw his face melting in the mirror but it wasn't actually melting. It was like wasn't melting and he was he got the poltergeist like inside of him from the mirror that told him to rip off his face. Also, where are these credentials? Do they have badges? <laughs> First of all, I don't think they have any credentials. I mean, well, that's absolutely this... ridiculous. I would not let someone in my house, especially a ghost hunter, without proper credentials. It turns out it's all a hallucination. He like runs out of there screaming, and his face is fine. I... Oh, okay, okay. So at this point, Stephen is like, "I need a new house. We gotta get out of here. I don't know how we're gonna solve this." So the boss takes him out there to this to the new development. He's like. I'll give you any house you want here. You know, we, we you're a great real estate agent. Uh, where am I going to build a house here where the cemetery is? He's like, you're going to move the cemetery. He's like, yeah, we, we didn't do that with your old house in the old neighborhood. We, when we built that place, we moved the cemetery. It's no big deal. It's, it's just a little bit of digging. He's like, uh, okay. So he doesn't have, any, he's just like totally clueless. He's like, that sounds like a great idea. Please build my house. Even though there's a swirling, death circle inside <laughs> my daughter's bedroom i would love for my house to be placed in this same yeah, exact yeah. spot they hire a medium but does she have any credentials she seems to be able to talk to the daughter and talk to the ghosts so okay. and she's really like creepy that's the all the credentials you need is someone who seems to be able to talk to ghosts and looks really creepy i think that checks out <laughs> so at this point they come up with a plan where they're going to tie a rope around the wife she's going to jump into the portal grab the daughter and then come out the other side and if anything messes up they'll pull her on the rope classic rope love it good plan turns out it works they they, they throw her in she grabs the daughter and they come out the other side covered in all this red goo. And oh. so it seems like it's the end of the movie. Everyone's happily together. They're moving out. Uh, the husband's They're like... They're going on the next graveyard? <laughs> right. The husband's like, I'm going to head out, uh, grab something from the store. And at this moment, everything starts going crazy. The wife starts getting levitated onto the wall and <gasps> she starts climbing on the ceilings. She's getting thrown around by spirits. The, the little kid is getting attacked by a toy clown and the, the house starts moving and everything starts going wacky. And the wife gets dragged out of the house by these spirits into the pool and it starts pouring rain. And inside <gasps> the pool, which is still just like this mud pit because they, they just started digging it out. Yeah, yeah. You see graves and skeletons start bursting out and start clawing at her what? and trying to pull her underground. And the husband comes home from the store and he's like, what the hell is going on here? And for some reason, his boss is there with him. And he's like, how could you? That you, you moved the headstones, but you left the bodies. You moved the headstones, but you left the bodies. He starts screaming that. He saves his wife at the last second while the boss is there crying. And he gets the kids out of there and they run out as the house starts crunching. And the house just implodes into the portal and just gets sucked up into the portal and there's nothing left Whoa. and then you see the family checking into a motel they walk into their room all super tired and they push the tv out of the motel room shut the door and roll credits the end wow poltergeist <laughs> that was beautiful call that in one sentence Ooh. Neglectful parents try to buy a new house regardless of if their daughter is in another dimension. <laughs>
That is, yes. That should be the tagline of the trailer. That is Poltergeist in one sentence. Now, I am excited to hear about this Dracula movie. Okay. We've all been waiting for this. Everything that we've said up to this moment is not going to be as good as what I'm going to say right now. I'm stoked. The Brides of Dracula. This movie was made in 1960. Now, this is Transylvania. So they're in Transylvania. And they say in the beginning that Dracula is dead. So the main Dracula guy is dead. But there's still a lot of undead people, obviously, because vampires are running rapid, rapid. Right. There's a woman. Her name is Marianne Danielle. So Marianne (laughs) Danielle is a French woman who has come into Transylvania to teach French at a school for little ladies. She goes to this little inn place. She needs to get something to eat. And she's like, oh, do you have, I'm so, I'm so uh, parched. I need to drink water. And I'm so, oh, just help me. I'm so beautiful and red haired and I need something to eat and please. And oh, look at me, look how beautiful I am. Oh yes, okay. Then somebody shows up at the bar and it's this guy in like this coat kind of thing. He just opens the door, shows his face, then closes the door. And everyone starts leaving. She's like, oh, I don't know what's going on. I'm still very hungry and thirsty. And they're like, you can stay with us tonight. Because her carriage guy, she was riding in this carriage, and the guy just took off. Once he saw that weird guy with the cape, he's like, I'm getting out of here. Forget that little French girl. (laughs) He's tired of listening to her talk about how beautiful she is. Yeah, exactly. She's really, yeah. They make a point of that. He, he bolts out of there and they're like, oh, yes, please, you can stay with us because they know that guy's bad news and they don't want her going out. They're like, oh, you're traveling by yourself. Oh, my goodness. This is terrible. And he's like, oh, my beautiful red hair is flowing. And oh, I said, please, I need some food. So they say, fine. OK, you can stay with us. Then a woman comes out, an older woman, very, very well dressed, still very, you know, gorgeous. Everyone's so glamorous in this small town of Transylvania and says, oh, look at you, you're by yourself and you're traveling alone and you're very pretty and you know, you can't stay in this dump. Like you gotta come stay in my place. And she's like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to put you out and oh, woe to me. And oh my goodness, somebody help me. And she decides to go and stay with the, the lady regardless of the townspeople having their eyes giant and their mouths wide and saying, no, you should stay here. No, you should stay here. And that becomes, you know, very common in the movie, her doing stupid things. The old woman takes her to this giant castle. She's like, this is my Transylvania house. And she's like, oh yeah, great. Awesome. I love it here. Actually said, oh, great. so much. I love it here. (laughs) There was a place set. There's two places set for dinner and She's like, oh, do you, what are you expecting someone? She's like, oh no, we always set a place just in case someone comes, you know, just in case. And she's like, oh, look at me, I have come. Isn't that funny? I'm so French and beautiful. (laughs) Goes up the stairs and then she looks out her window and says nothing. She actually doesn't say anything. She's just looking at a guy that is over on the other side of the castle the lady comes in who is the only other person in the entire castle besides the lady baron she's the maid the cook she's everything so there's only two people in that castle and then this one weird guy that we just found out about 
they eat dinner and then she's like i thought i saw a man and she's like no you didn't see a man you know and she's like but i saw a man like okay you saw a man he's my son and she's like why you know they say that he's ill she says she tells everyone he died it's a whole thing she goes up to her room marianne danielle goes up to her room and again she goes out and looks out her beautiful balcony and she sees this guy and he's standing on a ledge and she's like no don't jump do not jump sir do not jump i'm going to come find you so she goes through the castle bolts through the castle and goes in for some reason in this giant castle knows exactly which room that is <laughs> says oh what are you doing please don't do that and he says i wasn't going to and she says oh okay i'm sorry and he's like you're very beautiful and she's like oh yes i know of course and so she looks down and he's chained to the ground oh he's like this is so inhumane he's like you have to get me out my mother probably told you all these lies about me and she's like oh yeah totally for sure that sounds like a great idea even though she says that you're chained to stuff and you're probably dangerous i think i'm going to go steal the key for you and she does oh, and then she lets him out and then the mom's like what have you done oh my god and she's like you said he was just sick and you know so you didn't tell me anything and nobody knows anything apparently then you start to hear screaming Of course, Marianne Danielle goes to run to see what's going on. And she sees that the mom, the Baroness, is dead. She oh. did. She's dead, but nobody knows anything. And then the maid comes in and she's like, oh my God. She starts freaking out. And then she looks on her neck and there's just two bites on her neck. So this Baron dude literally vampified his own mom. Like that's how messed up this guy is. Oh. He just made his own mom a vampire. And then the maid starts talking like really crazy out loud, just, you know, trying to say she's crazy. She's laughing and stuff and really weird stuff says that this is your fault. She was talking to the dead lady, even though she couldn't talk back. She's like, this is <laughs> your fault. This is what happens when you lure women in here so that you can feed your son and keep him alive. And Whoa. that blood and you brought it for him. Eye popping moment, right? We have a moment where you find out that the mother is basically like bringing in these chicks just to feed him and they get all the blood and then they become vampires. But we don't see any of them at this point. Wow. It's pretty, I mean, there's a lot to be said about that, but only the most beautiful women apparently. So oh, okay. <laughs> and if you have an accent, then it's really counts. Then they really want you. That makes the blood really tasty. Exactly. I think so. Yeah. I think that's exactly what it was. <laughs> The guy, this vampire leaves. He's the Baron. Everyone thinks he's dead. And so nobody really knows what he looks like. So he kind of goes around and, and finds stuff. And all of a sudden it's the morning and there's a dead girl that has been bit by something. Mm. And the priest called for, you guessed it, Dr. Van Helsing. It was like, you got to yes. get here. You got to get over here, buddy. And so he's on his carriage and whatever. He finds... Maria Danielle. Was that, was that right? Maria yeah. Danielle. Yes. And he finds her and she's like passed out from shock. So he takes her and gives her hot water and you know, then she's fine. That's all you really need. <laughs> Dracula's free. He's back. So he kills this one girl and Dr. Van Helsen's trying to track him down. Da, 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 da. And she's really beautiful, obviously. Mm -hmm. 
doesn't have an accent. She's like, oh, I'm so beautiful. I'm the town star. And, you know, I have Transylvania, Miss Transylvania three years in a row. And Dr. Van Helsen comes and he says, listen, this chick ain't dead. Okay. I'm going to tell you that right now. So the maid lady comes and she turns out to be this terrible person. And she's getting the girl to come out from the dead out of her coffin. So she's like, ooh, and she pops up like this. <laughs> Making a creepy face. Making a creepy face with vampire teeth, but also smiling and has a total white face. So it's like, she's still uh, really, really pretty, but they kind of just painted a little bit of clown paint on her. And then she was just like. <laughs> so Dr. Van Helsen, he's like, oh, you got to, I got to kill this thing. And so she turns into a bat and then he has a cross because back in the day that's how you heal everything that's how you get bad spirits away right he's got this giant cross and she's yeah. like, and she's like bah, bah, bah. and she goes she flies away because he has the cross now we have maria danielle marianne danielle that's what it is marianne uh, danielle. we have her and she made it to the house where all the little girls are living and, stuff, and you know wherever she's going to be teaching french she still has no idea because she's an idiot that he's not <laughs> he says he is and he comes in and he has proposed marriage to her and he wants to marry her because she's like the hottest of any of the brides that he's killed so far he goes to bite her but then somebody comes in and then he's like oh we're gonna have a wedding and stuff and she's like oh this is great and, and in the meantime he's that night he goes and he kills another person somebody that works with her at the little girl's school because she was in her room he goes and then he kills her all of the brides are like, we got to get this chick. So all the brides are super mad and they're super like, Shh. so we got two brides. You don't know where any of the other ones are, but they're out for blood and they want to like get everyone. So for some reason, only the guys can kill women that are really attractive, but then the women can kiss and bite women. So anything that makes sense. attractive, like a guy... And then two girls, but no guy would bite a guy. So I've, you know, I felt like it wasn't pretty progressive. It could have, they could have <laughs> fixed it a little bit. Definitely. And Van Helsen is like, you can't do this. Oh, wow. I forgot about the mom part. Okay. So he goes and stabs the mom in the heart. So he stabs her so that she can be at peace. She's like, I'll never be at peace. I have to listen, do whatever my son says. Oh my God, help me, please. And so he takes a stake and stabs her in the heart and she's dead. So wow. Van Helsen has got to save Marianne Danielle because he has taken her and he hasn't bitten her yet. I guess he wanted to do it in front of his other brides to like show, you know, dominance or whatever. <laughs> really? <laughs> he goes and he goes to bite her and Dr. Van Helsen is like, no, not on my watch. So he has this holy water that the, um, the priest gave him and he starts throwing it on the guy and he's like oh god oh my face my face is burning oh my face my face my face but before that he gets a bite oh wait i was wrong he did bite him okay so there was guy on guy biting that's my bad i've totally forgot <laughs> but it was quick and hidden exactly he bit him and then he threw all the water on him and he's like oh my face my face and he poured holy water and his cuts so right where he got bit he poured yeah. the water on and then it just cleared up in one second he's like yes i'm i'm totally fine look at me i'm fine he's, and i'm great and i didn't get bit, bit by a vampire so they had a cure this whole time if people just carry that with them exactly if wow. everyone was just catholic the world would be great 
<laughs> the ending of the movie is Dr. Van Helsen's fine. He saves the girl and the house burns down because before Dracula died, he pushed over all this really hot coal and the house is burning down. And we don't know exactly where the other brides are. We're assuming that they're inside of the house burning alive. We don't know exactly. So everything is burned and Dr. Van Helsing is holding Maria, Maria N, Maria N. Oh, you saved me. I had no idea he was a vampire this whole time, even though all oh the people were dying and he had super weird teeth. So thank you, you're my knight in shining armor. And he's just like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's nothing like I thought it would be. Please explain it to me in one sentence. If I had to summarize this movie in one sentence, I'd say... Uh... The whole world would be better if everybody was Catholic. (laughs) (laughs) So we have gone over four Halloween movies that you now do not need to watch unless our descriptions were so fantastic that you just have to run to Peacock or Netflix or HBO Max or Amazon. Or Hulu or Disney Plus or Crackle. Or Sling. I ran out. (laughs) Roku. I beat you. (laughs) Thanks for listening. See you next time. (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha